Hey, Pearlside Small Group Leaders, welcome to our weekly Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you as you prepare to lead your groups. Got Pastor Billy here. We're so excited. We just came off of a, um, there was a marriage uh, workshop this past mm-hmm. weekend. Thank yep. you to all the, the husbands and wives and fiancés that took the time to invest yeah. in, in their relationship. We're so excited for that. But also, in case you have a teenager at home or you work with teens, you still have time to sign up for our parenting workshop that will be on Saturday. So make sure pearlside.org slash life matters to find out more about that. But we had our Pastor Keith Tower come through at the main campus. At the main campus and um, and we continued on in our series. That's right. So Pastor Billy is just going to take us through our guide. Yeah, we're excited. You know, part two of our series, you know, what we've been looking at here is the different crossroads that we all come to in our lives as we look at Jesus's own road to the cross. And um, as we as we see these moments, hopefully we, we see in ourselves these moments of decision, these moments where we can go one way or go another, either mm-hmm. closer towards God and His purpose or further away from God and His purpose. That's really what a crossroad is. And, and this week we looked at the moment where Jesus came at the Last Supper and washed His disciples' feet. And I, I've of, often thought about this moment because, you know, I mean, what must it have been like for Him to wash the feet of people who would soon abandon Him, mm. to wash the feet of one of His disciples? who would soon betray him right. which spoiler alert next week we're going to talk about betrayal which will be fun um, but you know he he washed the feet of these these men that would soon disappoint him quite mm-hmm. terribly and even unto his own death abandon him as he's dying on a cross but yet he chose to serve them right. and I think those moments are really major crossroads in our lives where we can choose to serve the people God's placed in our lives or we can choose to turn away from them or do nothing at all but to serve people and to love people, particularly that you know are going to abandon you, betray mm-hmm. you, or have abandoned you in the past is particularly hard. But yet, that's the moment that we can display the gospel powerfully. Absolutely. And Jesus washing his disciples' feet is a powerful picture of the gospel, of what he came to do for us to mm-hmm. cleanse us. And then he says, as I've done for you, now you go and do likewise, right? Right. And so that's a very, should be very challenging for all of us. So that's what we want to dive into this discussion. And just a few points here. Um, you know, foot washing was one of the most menial tasks reserved for the lowliest of servants, and Jesus demonstrated that he w- He is that, and He loves us to serve us and to wash us. And likewise, we are called to serve others with a spirit of humility, and we can serve others when we remember how Jesus served us to make us clean before God. As He said, I have set an example that you should do as I've done for you. And then realizing that true blessing comes in our lives when we serve others just as Christ served us. And then lastly, one of the most powerful ways that we can serve others is by being messengers of the gospel to them, particularly, you know, as we are nearing towards the Easter season where people, uh, researchers say people are very open to the the gospel. Right, the most open, yeah. And so this is a moment where we can really serve people with what's most important, helping them come to know Jesus and experience eternal life. So that's where we want to go in this discussion. And so as you reflect on the main thought and passages above and the weekend sermon, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? Michelle, any thoughts there? <laughs> a lot of thoughts, Pastor Billy. A I lot of do. thoughts. <laughs> Always. But no, as you were saying this and just even pondering just the act of washing feet and why did you do that, Lord? It's mm-hmm. such a lowly task. And again, knowing that you're going to get betrayed into these different mm-hmm. things, but then realizing that agape love of unconditional yep. love and selfless service mm-hmm. is because he wasn't expecting anything back from them. Right. Ooh, that's he was good. loving them, mm-hmm. right? He was loving them and serving what they needed at mm-hmm, that moment mm-hmm. to make them clean, mm-hmm. right? As that example. And I think, you know, a lot of times what with what, when I'm withholding serving, because this is actually so funny because for my Lent, for Lent I, I told the Lord I felt like I needed to um, 
not be selfish at home, mm. to be more serving at home, wow. not realizing how selfish I am even in my own home. Sure. Right. Um, and they're like, but that's your home and you do stuff. I'm like, no, but still, like, I need to love as Christ loves. So mm-hmm. Lord, help me. But when you're thinking about that, it's that I'm going to do this. I'm not expecting anything from you. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times we withhold serving because we want to control the outcome. Yep. Um, we don't think others deserve it. Yep. Um, you know, all of those different things, the fear of mm-hmm. it, rejection, mm-hmm. uh, what's going to happen. But Jesus knew all of that was coming and still did it yeah. to set that example for us. So I think that just really like it's selfless service, not yeah. just serving, not like going and putting soup so I feel good because yeah. I fed someone. Or taking a sin- selfie while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at me. I did good. No, it's yeah. like Look knowing how that. how altruistic I am. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm never... I might never receive anything back from this other than selflessly <clears throat> serving and loving as Christ loved me yep. and then trusting God for the... And that's why the gospel is so important because it, what did he say? As I have done for you, right. you should go and do likewise, right? And so it's, it's realizing that we've already been served. We've already yes. received the greatest yes. gift in Christ and the, through him is sacrifice in the gospel, therefore we can serve and therefore we can mm-hmm. give. Because you're right. I mean, a lot of times we don't do something because it's like, well, what am I going to get out of it? Right. Or what am I going to lose by doing this? And, and and if there's nothing in it for us, there's not a net gain positive for us, then we're not going to do it. Right. And that's what we have to realize. No, there's already an infinite amount given to us through mm-hmm. Christ. Therefore, we should and can we have an abundance that we can now give to other people. But that mindset is often crooked. I love how you brought it out that Jesus knew what was going to happen. He knew what these people yeah. were going to do. I mean, he was full on told Peter, yeah, you're going to like deny me three times. Right. And, <laughs> and then he leans over and like, yeah, this dude's going to betray me. So like, you know, and then he goes and washes their feet. And it blows my mind to know that. But then you realize that's love. Right. And then he says, you do likewise. Right. That's super challenging. Yeah. Even though they were going to disappoint him, he was still going to make a way for them to be clean before mm-hmm. the Father. And and that is, you know, the opportunity we have in serving selflessly is is building that bridge for them to be mm-hmm. open to the love of the That's Father. Right. And if that if that is our motivation, then it would be easier for us to serve. Yep, absolutely. And so, you know, in times where it's not, this is going to be a great conversation because you just pause like, you know, reflect on times when it's hard to serve, mm-hmm. like, like those that God's placed in your life. But why? Yeah. I love what you say. Often we'll do it because of what we're going to get out of it. But yeah. if we're serving so that they can have an, a, a clear picture of mm-hmm. God and an eternal life, right. that's the why. That yeah. should be the motivation of why yeah. we do it. I mean, you think about the stuff that we do at Pearlside. I mean, I'm very proud of our team yes. doing stuff with the food drive and, and food distribution. The why behind that is so that we can create on-ramps and conversations mm-hmm. for the gospel and, and connections with people that are in need. Yes, we want to help them. We want to help their physical need, but but that's a, that, that's a, that's a temporary fix. Right. The eternal need is so much greater. I mean, yes. we could feed someone for 80 years and they die and go to hell. What good is that? Right. So I want to feed someone, you know, for 80 years and help them have eternal life Amen. in heaven. And so that's, that's the on-ramp, right? We could take care of the homeless and then they die and go to hell. What good is that? Mm-hmm. I want to take care of the homeless so that we can point them to Jesus so they can live forever in heaven right. in his home, right? So right. everything that we do when we serve at work and at school or wherever we are should be with the motivation of mm-hmm. helping to create an on-ramp for the gospel and that's the motivation not yeah. what i get out of it that's a great point so how yeah. let's, let's look at the second question here because i think it relates to what we're saying how do you find it difficult to serve those whom god has placed in your life explain and you kind of already mentioned it's difficult when i'm thinking about what i can get out of yeah. it right um you want to say anything to that yeah that and i also think like what 
uh, it's difficult when you think, well, what does that person deserve, mm. right? Because they've hurt me or betrayed me, wow. or right, or, or or they have a pattern of letting you down. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord says, "Do this," you're like, "But I've done that." They don't that, deserve it. Right? Yeah. So I'm, and I'm not against boundaries. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. I am not against. But I think boundaries are very healthy when they're God given. Mm-hmm. What I think is there's a culture of people drawing boundary to keep themselves safe from hurt that's not God given. And so sometimes mm-hmm. God's going to challenge us to serve someone that it's it's scary mm-hmm. right it, it's gonna it's gonna cause a little bit of a wrestle in my soul mm. to obey and that's good for us because that shows surrender to the lord mm-hmm. and then but the result is in god's hands yeah and you know you i love how you brought up the thing about boundaries because another thing that i encounter and i even in my own soul i'll create boundaries because like, i don't want to burn myself out you know i don't want to yes, be tired and right, all this kind of stuff right. but in reality I put boundaries on the wrong things. God yes. wants me to do these good things. Right. What I need to put boundaries on is watching Netflix. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I need to put boundaries on scrolling on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because How many t- social events I go to. Yeah, I need to put boundaries on, on, on things games. that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to put boundaries on the things that don't matter so that I can do the things yeah. that do matter. And I think in our society, we put boundaries on the wrong stuff in, 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 the, in the name, some, some of us do, of you know mental health, emotional health, self, self-care. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we need to put boundaries on. Maybe we shouldn't be in two baseball leagues. Ooh. Yeah. I just offend somebody. Yeah. You know, maybe we, my, my kids shouldn't be in, in three different sports and then playing two different instruments. Right. Maybe we need to put boundaries on that so that we can serve our neighbor right. rather than putting boundaries on serving my neighbor or serving the community because I got my kid in five different yeah. activities. I mean, you know, I'm that, so I know I'm preaching to the choir, your leaders, but that might be a conversation that you can bring out in the small group, right? What, what yep. holds you back from serving? Mm-hmm. What makes it hard? Well, I'm too busy. I think it was a lot of people are going to say. And so I, th- maybe I think need to put some a, boundaries on stuff. Also, a good a good opportunity to stop and pause and say, "Are are you too busy within the four walls?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because there's a, I know a lot of people, you know, and I was um, like this when I had first gotten saved. I was so in love with Jesus. I wanted to do everything for the church. I was just everywhere in the church, and I'd been so disconnected. Yeah, you got to get the out of the community. People yep. around me. That's great. And so even that, like, Lord, do I need to be with lost? Like, am I with lost people? Yeah. Am I with people far from the Lord, or am yep. I only serving within the walls? That's true. And because within the walls, I'm, I, you know, I'm serving God. Well, you're serving God yep. to your neighbor. You're serving God and worshiping Him in everything you do. Yep. Not just within the four no, walls. No, I, I agree. But I do think the greater challenge in our community is Busyness, it's difficult yeah. because I'm busy doing yep. stuff Busyness, that, absolutely. let's be honest, doesn't have much eternal significance. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I got my kids are in things, but we try to boundary that mm-hmm. only one activity at a time. Because yeah. number one, I can't keep driving you around. I don't get paid by Uber to take you to all these things. Yeah. But number two is I want to make sure that well, the right priorities are in place right. for me and then for my kids. That yeah. It's not about being in five activities. It's about being a Christian, right. you know, and part of that is being able to love and serve your neighbor. Yes. Anyway, I think we yep. spent too much time yeah. there. Um, so, but the, the third question, how has Jesus made you clean? In mm-hmm. what ways has God brought hope and healing into your life? How can that reality motivate you to serve others by sharing the gospel with them? Now, the point of this question is to get us to reflect again on just what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And then hopefully with that as the foundation, now we should be motivated to serve others. And yeah. uh, I think it's an important discussion. And I think if you just reflect on your salvation story, because mm-hmm. yeah, some of us have been leading for a while and we can lose sight of that. But if you reflect on your salvation story, you realize that there were people that served you. I had a pastor's wife make 
chicken adobo for me mm. every week while I was in college because I went to college yeah. in California and I was homesick and you know so she made chicken adobo for us every week to to serve us and that was a part of my starting to trust her and want to you know hear about this mm-hmm. gospel and read the bible and and so all of us have some some point of there was someone that went yep. above and beyond what they needed to to serve us to bring us to this place of wow God loves me. That's really good. Yeah, you know, the, reflecting on your own testimony, leaders, um, mm-hmm. you can share what others have done for you to help you in your journey yeah. of faith. Like as you said that, I was reminded of you know Pastor Camille ministering to my mom, and I remember mm. waking up one morning. I was a high school student, and there was Pastor Camille sleeping <laughs> on my couch because she was ministering to my mom wow. all night long. I went to sleep. Wow. I woke up to go to school and she's sleeping on my couch. I was like, oh, that's weird. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, Pastor Camille, but wow. <laughs> I do very vividly. And and th- those moments, they sear in your mind. Like, wow, someone did this yeah. for me. And she was anti-Camille. She was anti-Camille at the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. She was hospital administrator, yeah. Camille, with five kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but it reminded me that's what I should do for other people, wow. right? So thinking about what, how God's provided people in your life, that's a yes. great point. But the other thing you might want to consider is how has God cleaned you up from yes. drug addiction, what depression, are you from? Yep. bitterness, anxiety, right? He cleaned you. Yep. So now can you go help someone else? Absolutely. Right? So leaders, I love it. Like what Michelle said, think about how people have served you. Think about how God has served you. And let's talk about that. And yep. that mo- should motivate us to serve others. I will close with this. Um, and if you notice, we have four questions here. You don't have to go through all of right. them. Pick the ones that best apply to your group. But I do want to say, can we land on this one yes. before we close? Because uh, this is huge. Who is, the, who is one person whom God is calling you to serve by being intentional to share the gospel with them? Mm-hmm. This is important because, you know, we are just weeks away from Easter. Mm-hmm. And missiologists, people who study this stuff say Easter is a time where people are most open to Christ. Easter and Christmas. but um, And so this is one of those times of the year where curiosity is being, you know, stirred up and God is doing something. And we want to serve people by introducing them to Jesus. Like I said, we can feed someone for 80 years and they die and go to hell. Right. What good is that? And so we want to feed them, help them naturally, but point them ultimately to Christ. And a lot of times we get caught up doing the tasks for people and we never share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so we want to lean in. Who is someone that God's placed in your life that specifically that we can share Jesus with them so that they can have an eternal saving relationship yes. with them? And so we want to talk about that to close. Yep, and we want to pray for them regularly. And I, I guarantee you, as you reflect and you think about these other questions, yep. God's going to highlight mm-hmm. someone. And what we want for you to do is relationally walk with this person, yep. believe with them. We don't want just blanket invites to just random people That's that you're right. never going to see again because we're about relational discipleship. For lost people. For lost you know, people, walking with them. Let me also say this. I know all of our, our, our services in our congregations are, are filled up. You know, People are coming through, and we know Easter is going to be big. And we don't want to fill it with Christians from other churches. Mm-hmm. You know, so But we, what we want to fill it with is people who don't know Jesus. Yes. so that they can come to know him so mm-hmm. but that starts now it starts with us yep, building relationships now. now having coffee i just had i just had coffee with a with a with a person that i've been reaching out to catching up and just starting to you know build that relationship right. and for me like my, i know my fishing pool for lack of a better term is sports with my kids mm-hmm. so when i'm there i'm trying to be intentional you know, I was, I was in my car during one of the practices because it was cold outside. It's been actually kind of cold, right? I said, I don't want to get out because it's cold. I'm cozy in my car. But I felt the Lord challenge me, get out because my son's yeah. on a new team now. So there's new parents to me. I'm like, I don't want to meet new people. I'm tired. It's like at the end of the day. But I forced myself to yeah. and started these conversations. I know that that's where I need to be Amen. intentional. Yeah. And who knows what God will do between now and right. Easter to open up someone's life. What? And Amen. we want to encourage everyone to think yes. like that. So if we can close with that discussion point, that's the best way we can serve mm-hmm. people. 
yep. is to help them to come to know Jesus. Amen. And then as Michelle said, close with prayer. Pray for one another to serve someone by sharing the gospel mm-hmm. and uh, pray for someone by name. We want to do yes. that. And I want to close with this, the, our memory verse challenge. If you remember last week, we had our first memory verse challenge. And um, it's from Matthew five sixteen. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven all the good things that we do for people are to point them to our father amen, amen. and amen. so let's be intentional let's make room in our lives in our schedule and in our hearts to help and be a blessing to people all around us amen, amen. And have a great week in small group leaders we thank you we love you have a great discussion and uh let's continue growing together god bless you thank you